It's another outstanding episode of The Business of Life, the podcast for people who thrive on opportunities, drive to get results, and seek input and ideas to incorporate quickly in life and business. Barb Zant here, corporate sales leader, founder of the lifestyle brand, the Stay at Work Mom, and fashion stylist. As a lifetime learner, it's about the simple things, finding joy in all we do every day. So, are you wondering who that guru, who that inspiring individual, and all-around intriguing person who has chosen to make time for us today is? Well, you may have noticed someone missing from the start of the show, and there's a reason for that. Our guest, my guest, I can say is a friend, a colleague, and a partner. She is a 10-time published author who started her business after a full retirement from the auto industry at age 34. She had the belief in her vision to make a go of it, and go she does. She's a mentor to many and serves on local and national boards. As the founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully, a Tampa, Florida-based national firm providing individuals and organizations four things keynotes and talks, strategy and facilitation, teaming and training, executive presence coaching, all contributing to the enhancement of communication, behaviors, and relationships. Please welcome my co-host, Debbie Lumberg. Thank you, Barb. You are welcome, Debbie. Before we get started, as you know, we like for listeners to get to hear something special, unusual, or defining about you that for some reason, if you don't get to it today, we might not otherwise know. So Debbie, the secret is out. What is the one thing we wouldn't know otherwise about you? Oh boy, thanks for asking, Barb. Something a lot of people don't know about me is I'm not from Tampa. I'm not a Tampanian. Rather, I'm from Flint, Michigan, and we get called Flintstones. I have lived or spent significant time working in many areas including Louisiana, Texas, Wisconsin, Florida once before, Minnesota, and Illinois. And that opportunity to explore the country for my career with General Motors gave me a lot of confidence in starting over and making friends and connections wherever I went. So that's something a lot of people don't really know about me. That's pretty cool. I don't think I realized how many places that you have lived. You look like you're from Florida. (laughs) Thanks. We are now moving into the Business of Life podcast. The four questions we ask every guest to please answer for insight and inspiration. Are you ready, Debbie? You know I am. What time do you get up in the morning and what is your daily routine to get the day started? Now, you know that question so many of us really want to know what you're doing to get yourself started off right. Absolutely. 4.30 a.m. Yes. 4.30 a.m. Did you say that right? Yeah, I did. I did. And I love it. Well, about 80% of the time, I just pop up before my alarm even goes off. I still set an alarm because Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, I'm registered with what we call our 5 a.m. mafia at Orange Theory in South Tampa. And on Wednesdays, I run with my friend, Lenny. This starts my juices flowing. And interestingly enough, I used to get up and check my email, and that's something that has been changed to allow the me time in the morning to be less about me checking in 
and instead me being checked out of distractions and really focused on my mental and physical well-being. For me, Barb, this is the way I launch my productivity. Even on the weekends, I tend to stay within an hour or so of my bed and wake time. And by the way, because a lot of people ask me this, I go to sleep each night at 10.30 p.m. So I'm fortunate that I know and I've really honed in on six hours of sleep works for me. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but for me that works really nicely. And routines are wonderful if they serve us well. And that routine really suits me. So my days vary from driving to flying, coaching to presenting and facilitating. So when I can have reliability and a routine, I really embrace it for the confidence it gives me and the care it provides for my well-being. Wow, weekends too. That's pretty impressive. Thanks. What is something other than that morning routine that you believe if other people were to do, it would set them up for an additional level of success. In other words, what is that extra oomph that you provide that you wish others would do as well? Well, absolutely, Barb, it is positivity. Being positive. When I don't get a speaking engagement or a coaching client, instead of going dark or negative, I ask for feedback and look for what I can enhance or improve or what I miss. Someone told me the other day that a person, someone with whom I spend some time with on boards and in the community was really talking negatively about me. She asked me what I was going to do and I said, I was still going to be myself. Sure, I thanked her for telling me what was going on and then I asked her if there was anything she felt was true in what was being said. I'm not saying I wasn't hurt or disappointed, but I could have gotten all caught up in it or been negative about the other person. And instead, I said, you know what? If someone doesn't like me or believe in my approach or thinks my positive approach must be fake, they absolutely have the right to do so. And I have the right to keep being true to me. When we look to the positive, it doesn't mean being silly or flighty or not facing reality. Often it's what we can say that we can learn from things and how we can shift in what we do. I'm positive that I will be mindful of that other person and how much time I give to her. Don't get me wrong, but there's nothing but positivity that I'll send her way because it doesn't do me any good to not be positive. When people are negative or nasty, my hope is I can give them a little bit of joy or promise with my consistency. And I don't come from a long line of glasses half full people, Barb, so I learned positivity myself and I made it my habit. This process started when I was an undergrad at the University of Michigan. So practicing positivity for over half my life has really been my oomph. And if others would embrace being real and being positive, not attempting to be or look perfect, I believe it would really make all the difference in the world. Wow, positivity. I love that. And I have heard it said that what people think of me is no one's business. So that is a good way to help stay positive and not get caught up in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so our third question. Who or what has been the biggest influence on your life, your success, or your continued focus on making your life all that it is? And what what has it done to influence you? What have I done with that influence? Yes. Uh, Thank you. My answer is being alone. And... You, you might be surprised by that, Barb. A lot of people would probably be surprised by that. 
Michael and I, my husband, Michael Lundberg, and I are known as Team Lundberg. And believe me, you know, I love him. I love him and his support. But still what people don't necessarily know is that I was this daughter of my parents who became someone's girlfriend, who became someone's fiance. And so it went for the most part of my adult life at the beginning. And I really was never alone. So when I started moving around while I loved it, I would start dating someone right away and the pattern of being with someone would settle in. When I was alone and truly alone on my own by choice in Chicago in a regional management position, teaching Dale Carnegie training all over the city and taking ballroom dancing, I started to make some thoughtful, sometimes pretty scary decisions for myself. It's funny, I remember running with the Olympic torch in 2002 and wow, that was really such an honor and I absolutely loved the experience and appreciated all of my family and friends who came out to see me. I think there were like 62 of them because I gave them all these red bandanas so I could see them. But something changed for me on the ride out to where I would start my part of the run. We were sitting in this, this little, something like a bus and everybody was going around and we were asked to share the reason we were chosen to get to have the high honor of running with the Olympic torch. And after hearing all these inspirational stories of people overcoming cancer, there was a young man who was born without the full formation of his hips and he had learned to walk. I mean, it was so touching that I felt unworthy. I had tears in my eyes and I said, when they got to me, I remember saying, I just don't know if I belong here. And I, as you know, Barb, I'm rarely without words, but while it doesn't happen, I was just dumbfounded by the fact that I was selected and it, it all hit me. And this woman who was probably 22, 23 years old, she stood up at the front of this little bus. She worked for the Olympics and she said, Debbie, I'll tell you the reason you were selected. Our theme this year is inspiration. And on the committee, we decided to pick a few people throughout the country who live their lives every day in an inspirational way. And you were one of them. As you can hear it, it hit me hard. It really grounded me. I realized right then, with tears rolling down my eyes, that I admired that woman for standing up and speaking out. She made me realize that what we do and how we honor ourselves and other people does make a difference. And that's what I mean when I say this, this aloneness is what really influenced my life because I feel like I carry that with me. I might be by myself walking into an airport, by myself walking into a company. And when I show up solo for so much of what I do, I just remember no matter what, one person, me, one person, you, can make a difference. Make a difference in what I say and what I do. So that aloneness has not scared me since and it has inspired me very much. Wow. I can feel the emotion in, in that story. And I just wouldn't have guessed being alone could do so much. Mm -hmm. And I 100% agree um, that you bring inspiration into everything that you do and how you live your life. And I just love that. Thank you. Our fourth question. What is that one thing that you wish you hadn't done? Or that one thing that you wish others would not do so it doesn't hold them back. Mm -hmm. 
Well, if people would really stop saying, I'm sorry, when they mean excuse me, and stop saying, oh, I need to do something or I should do something, when they really deep down mean they want to and stop buying into busy, people's attitudes and actions would shift. When people say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all day long, they feel depleted and like a sorry soul. And it's, it really becomes the way that they look at themselves. And when people, quote unquote, should all over themselves and burden themselves with negative self-talk by feeling bad a lot, they end up drained. And when people talk about and ask about being busy, you know how this goes, Barb. People, oh, are you busy? And then somebody says, I am so busy. Well, if people would stop buying into this and really focus on being productive and being present, it would make a huge difference. I call it the battle of the busy. It really has no reward or prize because it doesn't focus on productivity and engagement. And if we could be productive and aware, that's really where the joy is. And so those are some of them. And if I could add, just please, everybody, stop asking people why questions. I know you've heard me say this before, Barb, and some of our listeners have. If we ask someone a why question, why did you tune into this podcast? Why did you choose this skirt or this, these glasses? People are going to get defensive, and then the conversation goes in a defensive manner. It's not even a conversation. It's a, it's a posturing. But if we were to say what or how in our framing, so what do you like about the podcast? How did you choose those glasses? We can be very conversational. So shifting the what and how verbiage, I know it sounds very lofty when I say this, will really change someone's life. So get away from words that don't present ourselves in the best way and start living our best life through our words and our actions. I love that. You have helped me tremendously over the years in getting away from that treadmill of busy. It's offensive because if you say that to somebody else, everyone is has challenges with their time and we choose how we spend our time and that was life altering for me. Well, thank you. So it thank is a you. choice, you're welcome. So a few notes from what you talked about. Um, starting your day at 4.30 a.m. and exercising uh, several days a week gets you off um, on that right track. Being alone. Have time to, to be alone with your thoughts and, and help you make uh, uh, inspired decisions. Choose words carefully. Make sure that you are using words that are going to uh, help you come across and live your best life. So I plan to incorporate these things in my daily life and I'm going to report back to you and have you um, hold me responsible. Sounds good. You know, I'm ready to continue to do these things and I support and encourage you to do them as well and it'll be a, a fun follow-up to the podcast to hear what you've done and if there are other things we can share together. Yes, I'm already thinking of a couple <laughs> I need to start right now. Or you want to start. Right? I want to start. <laughs> I intend to start. Debbie, so what did you not get to share in our Business of Life podcast? Four questions that you wanted to ensure that our audience got to hear. Well, thanks, Barb. Well, I certainly did get to share a lot and I appreciate it. I'll close with this. For, for each of us, please take a good look at yourself, for your strengths, 
and for your opportunities. Ask people who you like, admire, trust, and respect for feedback. And be good with the feedback. Resist defending it. When you get it, think of it as a gift. Celebrate your strengths and decide if tweaking the opportunities is really worthwhile. Set goals, make plans, and take action and keep living life out loud. So many of us are living it hoping we don't make a mistake. But just live it out loud and accept what happens. Know that you're not perfect and get perfectly okay with being in the process of growth as you live that authentic, real, imperfect, imperfect life. And just please compare only you now to the you you strive to be as you celebrate others. And watch how that outlook and those actions lift not only you, but it'll lift others too. So enjoy it all is really my message. I love that. Thank you so much, Debbie. I've been here with Debbie Lumber, and you can hear her at DebbieLumber.com, on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn as Debbie Lumber. Follow her business page on Facebook, Presenting Powerfully by Debbie Lumber. Was there anything else, any other ways you wanted them to reach out to you? Uh, they can certainly call 813-494-4438 or on that social media. Remember, it's Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E. Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, and be happy to connect. Those will all be on our show notes as well. Everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Business of Life, the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Thank you.